0: Hello and welcome to the New Wave Nerds podcast. I am your host Brennan Sam and joining me once again is Shade Sam. How are you doing today, Shade? I'd be fine. <laughs> how are you? How are you? <laughs> I don't even <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that, dude. I am well. I am in the middle of my um, MCU rewatch as I've discussed ad nauseum on the podcast mm-hmm. and um I just I'm finally reaching the end. <laughs> Yeah. so I just watched Eternals and honestly I'd forgotten just how bad of a movie it was like I mean I know we talk about it a lot and we joke about it a lot about how bad it is but part of me was like it's not really that bad like it's just we're just making jokes about it but going back and re-watching it it is every bit as god awful as I remember it being <laughs> no part of it is good there is the story's terrible a lot of the acting is bad um, the CGI is terrible. Hey, there's one good part. The part where that one little girl gets knocked out when she's talking on the, on the volcano. Oh, yeah. Drew knocks out Sprite for no reason. It <laughs> just knocks her out. And he was like, oh, that was very touching. <laughs> it was so stupid. I hated that movie. The worst part, I remember, like, the like I remember when we went to go see it in the theaters. The, like, the main reason I was so mad with it did we go with Spencer? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We sat in the back row. But um, <laughs> but I remember the main reason at the time I was so mad about it is because I felt so lied to because the trailer, it made it look like Kit Harington, Salma Hayek, and Kamal Nanjani were going to be like big characters. Kit Harington, uh, the future Black, War- Black Knight, whatever, Dane, Dane. Dane, just Dane. Him, Jon Snow... <laughs> with short hair, um, he's has, like, two lines of dialogue. And Ajak has, like, five. And it's only in flashbacks. Like, you never even... And the movie's been out for a year. I don't feel bad kind of spoiling that. And then Kamal Nanjani, I mean, he's good for the f- little bit that we see him, but we only see him for, like, 45 minutes. And then he's gone. He's not even in the final battle. Yeah. He just, he's like... And I I like... I do like the, the way they justified it, where he was like... I have my beliefs, but I'm not gonna hurt any of you, so I'm just gonna go chill while the world explodes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked that, like it made sense, but it just made me mad that he wasn't there because he was good. Yeah. Like his I, I liked him as a character. He was the only one that I actually liked. Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, um I was and I was trying to find good things about it. Well the be- only good part about that movie was the post credit scene. With Blade. Yeah. yeah. Which bling brings us <laughs> to what we're talking about today. Uh, Blade, famous vampire hunter, but more broadly, famous monster hunter. Exactly. What we're talking about today, Werewolf by Night, the very first uh, MCU debut of the more monstrous side of Marvel Comics. Indeed. Pretty exciting. It is. So, Or like supernatural side. Yes. Yes. Not... I don't—and not supernatural and, like, just magic, because we obviously had that with, like, Doctor Strange and stuff, but, like, supernatural monsters. I mean, you could argue that Doctor Strange was our first, like, look at supernatural stuff in the MCU. I mean, because that's his whole thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's just, um— This was, like, heavy in it. Yeah, this is more supernatural in the sense that there's monsters. I mean— this introduced a lot of new stuff for the MCU. Yes, it did, and I'm really excited because the the uh, though there's with introducing monsters, there's so many more routes they could take. But without further ado, let's actually talk about this thing. Uh, so, like I said, Werewolf by Night. First, uh, I said it's a debut, uh, debut, debut, <laughs> the MCU debut, MCU debut monsters. It is the um, the very first Netflix ms netflix (laughs) it is the very first mcu halloween special so brief little synopsis long story short there's a group of monster hunters who are trying to figure out who is going to take like the sort of this all-powerful artifact called the bloodstone yeah and uh they basically have a hunt to decide who's gonna win it and uh not spoiler alert one of the guys is secretly a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's that's as much as I'm really going to go into without, you know, spoiling anything from the show. So, I think the the best way to start this shade non-spoiler review. What are your thoughts? Uh amazing.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. uh,
0: you could tell they 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 took some some inspiration uh from WandaVision, the first couple episodes, the whole black and white thing, you know. They were like, dang, we should make this into a movie. i was <laughs> just joking. Nah. Uh, definitely inspired by old 1940s movies. For sure. Yeah. It's kind of clear. Yeah, you could tell based off of... Not, not just the fact that it was in black and white, but like the cinematography. music. The music. Which, fun fact, the director, Michael Giacchino, he also composed the score. Really? And, um, yeah. I think he did an actually... Really quick. For his directorial debut, like, this is the first movie he's ever directed. Really? Yes. I mean, he did a short film, and he did, uh, like, a TV show for an animated Star Trek show. So this is his first, like, film. Well, dang. Incredible. He nailed it. Yeah, right on the head. The first try. But anyways, yes, you're exactly right. Um, Yeah, like I said, not just based off of the music and the fact that it's black and white, but the cinematography, like, the way that they chose to frame the shots, you could tell it's certainly a love letter to 30s and 40s classic horror movies. This, so much so that even the werewolf, it looks like yeah, the wolfman from really let, like 1935 horror movie. I, I love how practical they went with it. And they did not go CGI route. Yes. No, I loved the amount of practical effects like in the, not like the opening shot, but like in the exposition of the movie when they just show the room and, you know, um, yeah. Jack, Jack Russell—is that his name? Yeah, Jack Russell. Gael Garcia Bernal. When he's walking around the main room, and you can see all of like the trophies from the past monster hunts. I loved the fact that you could tell that they're literally just practical puppets. You know, yeah. it's not like they tried to just—they wanted. It's not like they made it CG. They went as real as possible, and I loved that. I uh, I like how friendly they were. They were all really friendly at the start. yeah yeah i like it well it felt like i i like the way that it was they made it feel like a uh, just an open competition the lights too i like how they they made whenever a light would go off or something like uh, the tasers at towards the end like tasers it would like make cast a shadow yes everywhere yeah the the effect was incredible and speaking of the tasers that's actually the way they did the cinematography of shots like that that is actually really really like nostalgic of like you know classic horror movies because i guess not really a spoiler but at some point the werewolf turns into a werewolf right and when they do that they make it so that there's you never see him you know in real light it's it's and if you know it's a way that they can use practical practical effects that don't necessarily look so good and you don't really notice it i thought that the practical is actually great you know well, I'm talking about, like, the werewolf. Oh, If you'd seen him in the light of day, yeah. it would have looked garbage. <laughs> but that's what they were going for. They're going for, like, a classic horror movie. And I really like the way that they showed, like, the lights flashing. It it really did feel like a 30s and 40s horror movie. I like how sometimes during the movie it would turn into a silent film, too. You know, like, when he's turning into the werewolf, uh, when she's in the, I can't say that. Can I say when she's in the cage? Yeah, it's in the trailer. Okay. Yeah. When she's in the cage with him, you know, in the cage right in front of her, you know, and we only see the silhouette, uh, like a shadow of him transforming. I don't, I can't remember if in the trailer there was music playing over it. I think there was probably, I don't remember, but in the movie, uh, it's like a silent, like it's silent and all you hear is his screams of him turning into the world. Yeah, So it's not silent. But, like, in, like, a sense that there's... <laughs> no, I know there, what you mean. You know, there was no other background noise at all besides the werewolf. You know? Like, like it was just him screaming. And I really like that. Yeah, it was a very cool effect. And um, in that, I, I will say, listening to, like, the film score... I paid really close attention to the score throughout the whole movie because I really liked what he did with the Batman. And I will say... Up until that scene, I I wouldn't have been able to call out that it was him. Yeah. But then in the scene where he is transforming, it's that same sort of motif as like the main Batman theme. Yeah. Um, I do have one thing I want to say about the CGI. Uh, there's a, there's a scene with a bunch of little tiny spiders. I mean, they're not. (gasps) Oh yeah. When they're in the crypt. Did you notice how bad the spiders looked? I did. But actually that is one point I wanted to make. All the things that I thought didn't necessarily look good, like like the wolf, like or the, like the werewolf after transformation, like like the spiders, they all didn't look good, but they didn't look good in a way that was consistent with like an old school horror movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? They all, f- they fit. Mm. And I, that's one thing I really liked. And I don't know if that was necessarily planned or if it just happened that they didn't have the cgi very good you know what i mean but i i like that it all felt like it fit the theme of the movie and like you said this is this guy's first actual movie like big time yeah screen movie which is crazy for for a guy who just made his first movie like his first you know actual movie it was great yeah it was incredible (laughs) it yeah it's got it's got top 10 material right there That's a bit much. (laughs) Well, I wasn't going to say top five, top 10, top 15. Top 15 for sure. That's easy because there's like, you know, 30 movies. Um, No, top 15, I would say for sure. I think one of the issues is that it's just hard for me to be like top 10 because it's only 52 minutes long. That is another thing I guess we probably could have mentioned at the top. It's not a full length film. It's just a little Halloween special. So it's only like 52 minutes. Anyways, I just can't wait. Sorry, I just, okay. can't, I just can't wait till we get done with, like, the spoiler for review. I know, that's why I was, I was just about to move there. Okay. So, to tie it up, Shade, we've kind of gassed this up a lot. What, like, what rating would you give it out of 10? Dude, a solid 8. I would say, like, yeah, solid 7.9. It was good. 7.9 to, like, 8.3. I really, really liked it. It, it deserves a lot of credit. It does. I think so. I think it's really good. It is, it's good, not just in the sense that it's good, but it's a, a break from form. It's a completely different genre, a completely different style of movie from anything they've ever done before. And so I think it's really impressive that it's actually really this good. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny how a movie that's only like, uh, what, 52 minutes long? <laughs> beats a movie that is an hour and, like, 42 minutes long and was hyped up more than this movie, The Eternals, by a landslide. And and it's a guy's first gig, basically. Yeah. And it's just... It's funny. to be fair, one of the main issues with Eternals, like we just, I guess we discussed earlier, is the CGI. Yeah. This has none of that issue, really. Anyways... Seven, I'd give it 7.9 to 8.3. Um, I haven't watched it a second time, so my rating isn't nailed down yet. Yeah. Um, we'll, but- we'll definitely be watching this on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> this might be my new every Halloween I watch this. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Oh, come on. It's a Marvel Halloween movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I really don't have a lot of Halloween movies I like. Yeah. Well, I've never been the kind of person who's like, ah, spooky season. <laughs> you know, I've never been one of those people. And I've never even, I don't, I don't really watch holiday movies at all. I, dude. Apart from Die Hard. Hands down, best your, best Christmas movie of all time. And I will, I will die on that hill. Uh, I beg to differ. I think a lot of people beg to differ. I will die on this hill. National, National Lamboon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, it's, it's incredible, not as good as Die Hard. Dude, it is better than Die Hard for Christmas movies. No, it's not. Die Hard action-wise, good. But <laughs> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation... Die Hard is like the quintessential 80s movie. Okay, Christmas Vacation is Christmas Vacation? Oh, gay, does it have Bruce Willis in it? Shooting Alan Rickman? <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. I want... There's this... Oh, speaking of that, I, there's a... I, There's a movie on my... Honorable... Sorry. Honorable mention, Elf. Elf. Oh, yeah. Honorable mention. Elf. We quote... Dude, in the family, we quote Elf in Christmas Vacation more than Die Hard. We quote Christmas Vacation during the summer. Okay, Shade. Okay. Okay, but how often do I quote Godfather? How often does anyone quote Godfather, and it's one of the greatest movies ever made? How often does anyone ever quote... I don't know. The original Planet of the Apes. Name, just because it's a cult classic, you know, doesn't mean it's incredible. It's great. I love National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's just, I don't think the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Name a couple quotes from Die Hard that are like better than National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Ho, ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun. Case closed. <laughs> okay. Case closed. That's one of the most iconic scenes in movie history. In action movies? I don't know. One of the most iconic scenes in that movie has to be the vent scene, where he's crawling through the vent with (laughs) a lighter, telling that joke. Dude, Bruce Willis is a really good actor. No, Bruce Willis, I mean, he was in Pulp Fiction, and that's like, it used to be my favorite movie of all time. Now I think it's down to number two. But, still incredible, you know, and I loved him in that. He's the only one uh, who has a happy ending, I I, think. I saw a clip today of a movie he was in, and I really want to watch it. I just can't remember what it was called. I have it screenshotted. Yeah, sounds like a really good movie. <laughs> well, uh, it's like it's like he's like wife cheats on him and he's like a detective. Oh, Die Hard too, Die Harder. I'm no, just <laughs> no. he, he like walk. He like he's like he's like he's like sometimes I think you forget I'm a detective. And he goes, the shower is still steamy, but your hair is dry. <laughs> and he goes, and then uh, he's like, he goes, I looked under the bed. No man was there. So who's the man in the closet? And she's like, you're a psychopath. Why would you think somebody's in the closet? You're crazy. And then she goes over by the closet, doesn't open it. And he's like, he's like how would I light this closet up? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. And then he pulls a gut out. He's like, I'm going to count down to three. That's so funny. <laughs> and then a guy pops out just drenched in sweat. You know, he was also in um, The Sixth Sense. Yeah, I know that. He was uh, incredible in that. Oh, I just remembered this. I just saw an article that Bruce Willis. Uh, he gave like he signed over the rights to some company so they could make deep fakes of him, so he could still making so he could still make movies. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because you know the whole situation. Yeah, or you um, we can't talk. I was gonna try and put it more gentle, more gentle <laughs> than that. He was in. Was he? Was it Armageddon too? He was also in Friends. <laughs> In uh, um, Sin City, which I haven't seen yet. Just but. a love machine. <laughs> <gasps> oh, Charlie's <laughs> Angels full throttle? Oh, man. I, I forgot about that part where Russ, Ross confronts us. Where Ross confronts him, and he's like, he just starts dancing. Just a love machine. And he goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Um, anyways, I think that is enough of a digression from the actual point of this pod. Uh, it's been like 20 minutes of a Christmas movie debate. Um, so that is going to wrap up the non-spoiler part of this podcast. Um, from here on out, we will be, th- we're just going to take off all the filters. We're just going to talk about this movie. Um, and so if you haven't seen it and you don't want to be spoiled, you uh, have- be sure to come back after you watch it. Or, you know, if you, if you don't care about spoilers, then just tune in. Hopefully it'll be entertaining. You have been warned. I don't know. Just three, two... Why? One, okay, if you're still sticking around, it's your then, fault. Yeah, I don't care. So, <laughs> it's your fault if you get spoiled. Okay, you were really excited for the non-spoiler part. So what have you been waiting to say? Blood. So much blood. That's in not a score. spoiler. I thought it would be. How? Because, dude, there was not nearly as much friggin' blood as was in the trailer. Yeah, but when I say spoiler, I mean like something that's gonna spoil the story. Okay, man thing man <laughs> okay, you're just gonna switch over like that okay was- well i'll keep talking about blood dude <laughs> yeah you're so violent it the- was really violent I, w- I was reading the uh the director he thought i was gonna get a tv ma because they use so much blood bro but- yeah i mean he's in the hall the werewolf's in the hallway on that scene he's just ripping him to shreds and there's a scene where he can you calm down <laughs> sorry there's a scene where he like slashes a guy's ribs and we see his ribs and blood just splatters on the screen well you're forgetting about the scene where that dude gets shot straight through the freaking brain and then yeah and then she's like she's holding his mouth as he's gurgling yeah that was so dark i was like oh my gosh this is an mcu movie yeah it was dark i thought it was awesome i I mean it was great i thought doctor strange 2 was violent dude i thought that was the limitation they can go to yeah. They exceed, exceeded it. Yeah. Well, I think the the one of the reasons they were able to go so much black, gory, and, white. black and white, obviously, but also, it's not, uh, first of all, it's not a theatrical release like Doctor Strange was. Yeah. You know what I mean? They advertised this as a Halloween special, so I think they're assuming people are going to watch it thinking it's a horror movie. But also, so far removed from everything else. Yeah. Like, it's uh, it's MCU canon. But it's so far removed from everything else that it's not the same beast. That's why I think they were able to do that. And I'm really glad. Yeah. I think it would have felt fake if it was like, you know, not that gory. I, dude, I liked how they, how they handled Man-Thing in this. I, I didn't. You didn't? I didn't. Um, I like how like Iron Giant friendly he was. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so my issue with Man-Thing, one, I didn't think the CGI looked good. Yeah. And it didn't look good in a way like I, I was talking about earlier the bad CGI with like the spiders and stuff. The, I'm fine with that cuz it fit the tone of the film. This just looked bad and yeah. it didn't fit. Like it wasn't bad in the same way that the spiders were bad. I yeah. just didn't like it from personally. And I don't know if I necessarily like the fact that uh t- Ted <laughs> man thing is just like a a a regular old guy. Yeah. You know, I don't I'm not I don't know if, like, I've never read any Man-Thing comics, so maybe that's what he's like in the comics, um, and then it's okay, but I still don't like it. Mm -hmm. I was just, I was hoping for more of a story where there's, like, actual monsters. You know what I mean? Like, the two monsters that we see in this, uh, the werewolf and Man-Thing, they're not monsters. They're just guys. You know they're just regular people who are afflicted with like this thing. You know Ted acts like a regular guy; he doesn't really want to hurt anybody. He's just defending himself. And you know Jack Russell, he's just a regular guy too. I I just wish we had seen like a real monster. You know, you know what made me go? You you know what made my face during the movie go like like just jaw open the entire time when man thing does his first kill. And he just grabs him by the head. Yeah, the entire body just lights on fire. Yeah, that was weird. And then he, he does it to the like that mean old lady. I can't remember her name. Yeah, I don't remember her name either. She was kind of a an Um angel. Varusa. But he, the matriarch. He just grabs her and her body just lights up. Yeah, right at the end. And it that was also really violent. Because we see her, we see like usually in an MCU movie, they probably want to show that, you know? But like she, we saw her charred body. Just go from non-chard to chard. Transi- not even a transition. We just saw it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, then she, and then he throws it at her husband's corpse. Yeah, that was weird. That whole thing where the, he turned his body yeah. into like a fortune teller machine, that was weird. But I kind of like that they did that because they gave it a, a Halloween-esque, you know? It, I didn't like it at all. Oh. I don't. I don't think it gave it... I think it made it a little too campy. There, this, this honestly was really close to like a nine to 10 rating. And the only thing, the only reason it's not a nine to 10 is because of those few little things that I didn't like, like the man thing. And I didn't like, um, how, if the, this thing felt campy. Yeah. Also some of the dialogue. I don't know if I necessarily liked the way that, uh, Jack Russell's dialogue was sometimes. Yeah. It seemed, it was weird because I feel like, And maybe this is just me coming from a position where like how how werewolves are normally portrayed in the media is they're sort of like if when they're in their human form, they're they're broken men. Um, And now I'm going to sound like the sociopath and I and say, I wish he'd been more broken. (laughs) Like the way that Jack Russell acts throughout the whole special. He just seems like a regular guy. He never seems like a person who's afflicted with this curse. Yeah, no, that yeah, that's understandable. That's the only reason I don't I w- I'm not giving it like a nine because I really really like this movie. I thought I thought he was funny though. Yeah, he was funny. I just didn't like it. And I thought it was really funny when he has the bomb, and he's <laughs> like he's like he's like. So how do I turn it on? And he clicks it and it turns out He's running and he tries throwing it at the wall to stick it. Why is the timer on that bomb so long? I, I he ran so far and then he spent so long trying to stick it to the wall before it blew up. I thought at first I thought maybe since it's an old movie and it's a superhero movie, MCU. It's not an old movie. No, it's 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 referencing old movies. That's oh, I, mean. I see what you mean. I thought maybe it would and it since it's also a superhero movie. I know it's I know that it's a DC movie. I'm I'm gonna talk about here and that it'd be referencing. I thought they would be referencing the old uh, Adam West Batman movie where he's running around with the bomb and it just doesn't oh. blow up and he's running around forever. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> no, I feel like they just wanted to add some comedy in there, frankly, I think that's the only reason, yeah, uh, yes,, I just really i don't it kind of makes me a little bit sad i I mean, I just said this, but it's really the only issue I have with the movies that the monsters weren't monsters, yeah, you know what I mean, like i would have I would have liked it so much better if the movie the story had been altered so that. Jack Russell is a tortured soul and he's going after the man thing because he wants the bloodstone because he thinks maybe that can, can fix the cure or that can fix the curse. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then obviously we can still go through the whole thing. Like maybe the man thing figures out how to escape. Right. And then um, maybe he just bashes open the wall. You know what I mean? Like, and then you have that scene where, Um, Jack Russell tries to grab the thing and they, that's how they figure out he's a werewolf. And then the whole end is the same. Yeah. I mean, of course, then you've got the issue of, then you have to have Ilsa, you have to uh, alter Elsa Bloodstone's story, right? Yeah. So that causes some more issues there, but I just, me personally, I feel like despite the fact that this is debut of the monsters, there's no monsters. Yeah. You know, you never see anything. This is, this is definitely number, this is my number one. Um, Marvel, Disney, Disney Plus only. Because I, I really didn't like any of the other ones. Loki, I didn't like it. Like, all the other ones, I'm not going to go back and rewatch. I'm right. not going to lie to you. It's maybe Hawkeye. Because yeah. Hawkeye actually really didn't enjoy because it was a secret agent type thing. All the other ones, I didn't really enjoy. Except for this one. I know I'll go back and watch this Yeah, one. It was so good. I think this is, yeah, I'll write, I think this is my favorite straight to streaming thing. Although... I, I, I liked, I really liked Hawkeye. I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I, even though I don't like the way Loki fits into the MCU, I still like it as a, as a show. Like if Loki were a separate TV show, I would think it's great. I just don't like the way it fits into the MCU. But this is my set by far my second favorite thing from phase four. Yeah. The only thing I like better than this is Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi was so good. Yeah. It's incredible. I just, you know, obviously just rewatched that too. Holds up so good. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait to see what the future of Shang Chi holds. You know, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see him meet other uh, Marvel characters. Yeah, it's besides gonna... Wong. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm. I'm interested to see the interplay between him and other people. Shang Chi, actually, in that Shadowland comic, very briefly, yeah, really, very briefly. Yeah, like he basically makes an appearance and that's it. You know what I found out the other day? No. Uh, Black Panther is c- considered a street level hero, which I didn't know. Really, I looked it up. Well, yeah, I guess I mean he doesn't fight like cosmic level threats. And like, I guess he, I guess he fights in New York a lot, which I like in the comics, which I had no idea because I looked it up on Google, and I was like, because I, I, I wanted to see who are all of Marvel's street level heroes, you know, and uh, Black Panther was one of the top ones, and I was like, dang. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about that. But yeah, he's he's definitely street level. I can't wait till we get Punisher and Daredevil in the MCU both yeah, together. For fighting. sure. That's going to be cool. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I uh I'm so excited for Daredevil born again.
1: <laughs> maybe, <laughs> so
0: excited for Daredevil born again. Maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get a, a Punisher Easter egg or maybe Punisher's debut in the post credit scene in Born Again, you know? Possible. Entirely possible, yeah. I really hope they do. But Armor Wars might be one of the ways to go. They might really do Armor Wars. Yeah, I just don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I know we talk, I, I, He's not in that comic. Oh, he's not? No. Oh. From what I can tell... Well, first of all, that comic is all about Tony Stark, not Rhodey. And the bad guy in that is Justin Hammer. And, f- like, I, I didn't read the comic, but from, like, the, the little bit of research I did, I didn't see Punisher in there anywhere. Okay. So I don't know why anyone's thinking that. Apart from the fact that he is like a mercenary. No. Maybe Justin Hammer could hire him, but. Because he wears. Because, uh, shade, every single Marvel Comics character, almost, has had an Iron Man suit over the years. That's not, that's not like a, I mean, obviously there's Iron Spider. I mean, there's like Captain America had an Iron Man suit. Moon Knights had an Iron Man suit. Really? Yeah, it looks dumb though. I want to see it. Um, I'll look it up later, but so many characters have had an Iron Man suit over the years that that's not a good way to figure, think about who's going to have a cameo. You know what I mean? I just hope he's in board again. I, which, but that being said, okay, I will say it is entirely possible, obviously. And I just thought about this, but a way that they could do that is, so the point of that comic arc is that Justin Hammer is stealing Stark tech and selling it to people. So it could, they could just do that, and maybe he's a little cameo, maybe it's actually a part of the show, but one of the people is buying it's Punisher. That, that could be a way to do that. That'd be cool. I Yeah, it would be very cool. I don't think they're going to do that, but they could. Yeah. So, I'm, I obviously don't know. I'm not going to act like it's impossible. I just, I don't think, I feel like it makes more sense to introduce Punisher in... Like Daredevil or in someone he's something he's related to. Maybe in the Thunderbolts. I think he'd be Ooh. I think he'd be a real good cameo for Thunderbolts. <laughs> Deadpool and Punisher. Imagine. That'd be hilarious. Oh yeah, definitely gonna be in the Thunderbolts movie. I forgot about that. Yeah, well. Who knows? Maybe if maybe, they make a sequel. Maybe, yeah, maybe he'll post credit scene it. What I just said. He post-credit scene it. I was hoping they were gonna do a post-credit scene for Werewolf by Night. I know they wouldn't it because it's like for, da- for Deadpool? No, Werewolf by Night. No, oh, just I thought you meant, in general. I know. I thought, I, Yeah, I thought you meant like a dead... Because we were talking about Deadpool. I thought you meant a Deadpool. But yeah, I was surprised there was no post-credit scene in this. Yeah, like I was thinking maybe they would they would do maybe a Blade. You know? well, I was surprised Blade wasn't there as part of the Monster Hunters. Right? I was thinking at least a little bit of a cameo. Maybe yeah. our first look at uh, Marvel's Blade. Yeah. Well... We did get a little Easter egg, and I was doing research while I was at work. Did not to Blade specifically, but one of the heads that they show, you know, one of the trophies that they show in the room is um, the Nosferatu, who are, uh, and I, again, I'm not, I just Googled this, so <laughs> they're actually from the comics, and they're, like, the original vampires. Okay. I mean, they only show up in, like, a couple issues, but... Vampires obviously blade vampire hunter. Yeah, so they exist. So yeah, we know vampires for sure exist. So I yeah, I wish Blade had shown up. It would have been yeah, the post credit scene would have made the most sense, or at least Ghost Rider. <laughs> I think that would been cool. I don't see how they would have shoehorned Ghost Rider in, other than the fact that he is a supernatural character. It doesn't make any sense to me. I know, just saying. Blade makes perfect sense because he's a monster hunter. Yeah, Blade but... would have been the best way to go. But I think because it's such a short film, they couldn't really do that, you know. Well they could. They can do whatever they want. I mean, nobody who's doing post credit scenes before the MCU? They invented the practice. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? So they can do whatever they want with it. I just I feel like they probably want to just keep this separated. And one thing actually I just remember this is probably the real reason they didn't do it, is because according to the director, there was no set There's no set point where this happens in the MCU. Oh, okay. Like on on Disney plus, when you do MCU in timeline order, it's at the end, but they never give like a year. They never, you know, and the director even said that he's got his own idea in his head for when it takes place, but he never talked to Marvel Studios about that and they never talked to him. So my guess is that they wanted this to be as outside of the universe as possible. And so they didn't want to bring in a blade. Which I mean, they could have just done a post credit scene with a separate monster. Yeah. I don't know any other monsters in the MCU though. Yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head either, but I'm sure there's some. Well they could have done Mephisto. He's not really a monster, but he's that supernatural type thing. Yeah, they could've do they could have do they could have done uh uh what's his name? Dracula, dude. Morbius. Yeah. Yeah, they sure could have done Morbius. You know, fun fact, I was actually doing some research on the Midnight Suns before this, too, because I was I was thinking we'd probably talk about them at some point. But they're vaguely related, supernatural stuff. Morbius actually led the Midnight Suns for a little while. Really? Yeah, just on one mission, though. I'm so excited to play that game. I am, too. I'm definitely buying it. Yeah, with your $6? Your $1 hey. that you just gave to me? <laughs> hey, in my account, I have, like, 2 Yeah. Well, that game's probably not going to come out for two years anyway, so... It comes out in October. Really? I think so. i pretty sure. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll look it up. But um, December 2nd. Oh, so a lot closer. You're basically right. I mean, I was thinking like 23, end of 23. So you were closer than me. point is, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I'm super excited too. Wolverine, Blade, Spider-Man, Ghost Rider. Come on. What's not the light? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be fun for sure. But I, I am glad that they're bringing in more of the, like, monster occult side of the, of Marvel Comics into the MCU, because there's quite a few really cool stories that I think they could do in mm-hmm. the main MCU, you know, with Doctor Strange, and especially after Multiverse of Madness, they're sort of setting up that more... Violent. Violent, yeah, violent, wacky, supernatural no- occult. I mean, they focused pretty heavily on witchcraft now, especially with... Um, Agnes, that TV show Agatha, not Agnes. Yeah, Agatha House of Harkness. Agnes is her name in in the show. Um, oh. her in the WandaVision TV show, you know. Yeah, her fake name. Um, but in that, obviously, witchcraft is going to be heavily involved in that. So, yeah, they're they're bringing more occult stuff in, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm 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 really excited what they do. I I really hope they make the Blade movie bloody. But oh, they have to, yeah. Like. Like if they idiot. don't, they're yeah. idiots. I And I hope they make it a little scary. Too. I doubt it's going to be scary. I think it's going to be straight classic action movie. I hope not. I think he's going to be running around slashing vampires, and that's pretty much it. I am so mad that, that we don't have a Daredevil game yet. That would be so good, you know? If we had, like, a just a Daredevil. Because I was thinking about that during when we were talking about the Midnight Suns. Because Daredevil's in the Midnight Suns, you know? And so is Punisher. I just, I just like wish they brought in Daredevil in the Midnight Suns game. He might, who knows, maybe. They'll well, like, I'm sure they'll do like an expansion, yeah. like a character pass like they did with Avengers. They Yeah, they do that all the time. They've been bringing in more and more heroes. I mean, shoot, they just brought in Almighty Thor. Or what is it? Ultimate Thor? Who? Jane Foster. I think Mighty Thor. My, Mighty Thor. I think so. Yeah, she, they, they brought her in when the movie came out. They're bringing in Bucky Barnes soon. Nice. I love Bucky. Yeah, uh, they brought in Black Panther. See, like, who knows? Maybe, maybe when Man Without Fear comes in, they'll bring in Daredevil. Man Without Fear? Or uh, you mean Born Again? Born Again. That's a separate. Um, Sorry, incredibly okay. popular Daredevil comic, both written by Frank Miller, though. Point is, Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil. I'm yeah, I'm sure they're gonna do character passes to bring in Daredevil, Punisher, other characters who are in the Night Suns but not in the game. I just hope. Wouldn't that be so cool? You know, yeah. We get a whole Daredevil. Like, what if we got a game that is in the same universe as the Spider-Man games, and it's the same Wilson Fisk, you know? Because we do get an Easter egg in Spider-Man 1. You know when you're collecting the book bags and stuff? Spider-Man, in one of the book bags, there's a little uh, card, and it says, uh, and it's Nelson and Murdoch, you know, lawyer. Yeah, And it's just his card, and he says a little... Easter egg of Daredevil in there. And I thought, I was like, I was like, ooh, you know what that means. And it's been like a couple of years. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and they've also said they're not going to do that. Yeah, so. So <laughs> as much as I would love that, like a, a, a do like a dope, like a Assassin's Creed style gameplay, but with yes. Daredevil. That would be like old Assassin's Creed, not this Assassin's Creed, obviously. New yeah. Assassin's Creed, but. That would be, an, that would be awesome. And there's a mechanic where you could throw your baton. Yeah, you well, there would have to be. That's such an, like, that's one of his yeah. only tools. And then, uh, I wonder how the vision would work. Well, they would probably just make it so it's a third-person game. Oh, yeah. This is the way that I would do it in my head, is it's a third-person game, and so you just see the world regular. But you know how most games have, like, um, like, like in Cyberpunk, it's scanning. You know, you hold L1, and, oh, and, and yeah. Assassin's Creed, it's eagle vision or whatever? That's what I think they would do, and that's how they would make it, like... Yeah, that would they do that like it's radar sense. That would be cool. That would be awesome. Like there's there's stealth missions where you ha- only can use your radar. You know? Okay, no. Well, no, no. They would just make it so it's a regular game. It's just if they're gonna do a dedicated stealth mission, they wouldn't make it so you can only use your radar. But wouldn't that be cool? No. Like it's pitch black in a room, and you and you have to use your radar. Oh sure. Like he cuts out the lights. Let's say that. Right? Yeah, that'd be cool. And then but, like, radar mode. Boom. We should make a game script, shouldn't we? I think that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. I mean, we can't make a video game. We're not that talented. But we can make a diddly darn good script. A diddly darn tootin' good <laughs> script, my guy. <laughs> well, golly jeep, huh? Golly gee, Batman. Holy <laughs> holy, incredible daredevil video game script, Batman. <laughs> Get the shark spray. Burt Ward. Wow. I had forgotten um, about Batman 66. You remember when he's hanging on the, on the helicopter ladder and there's just a shark on his leg? And he's like, get the shark, Repoet. <laughs> That's so good. Jeez. <laughs> um, Anyways, there was something else I was going to say that I was actually related to this movie, but now I can't remember what it was. I hope they make this uh, werewolf guy a bigger character in the MCU. Oh, yeah. I like him. He's yeah. cool. I, he, I hope he comes back. When he be, He would be such a cool character to have, you know? Yeah, well, the issue with someone like that is that it only he can only fight once a month, unless unless there's a way they can figure out. I mean, shoot, the MCU. I mean, they'll probably figure out a way to make it where it's not once a month. You know, probably do some tech with the Bloodstone or something, and then yeah, well, yeah, it's probably just gonna be like what they did with Smart Hulk, where he's like, I put the brains and the brine together, where he like he came to terms with the fact that he's Hulk and now he can just do whatever he wants. Probably what it's going to be. Now look at me. Best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> I One of the best parts of that movie is where they go to New Asgard and, and Valkyrie's just like, I think I liked you better either of the ways. <laughs> yeah, I like it when he's holding the tacos. <laughs> They're just yeah. so tiny. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Um. Yeah, I hope that he comes back. I just don't... I don't know, actually. Part of me wants him to stay separate. Because I think it's... I think if they make it so that he can turn into a werewolf whenever he wants, it detracts from the werewolf mythos. Or like every Halloween, we get like a little, just a little short film about his story. That'd be cool. Wouldn't that be cool? Just a little, again, just a little side story every Halloween, you know? I think that'd be cool. What I really want them to do, and I know you're not going to like this because you don't like the Disney TV shows, but I want them to make like a TV show where it's his origin story. I mean, yeah, I'd be okay. It's like eight episodes and... You know, it's it's just his life, and then, you know, eventually he becomes... I don't know where they would do it. I would watch it because I like him. I just... I don't know. I mean, I just didn't really like the other ones. No, I know. I get what you're saying. I just... I think that... I don't know... I guess you you could do a movie. I just feel like if it is in a TV show, there's so much more, like... um, if it's in a TV show, there's so many more opportunities for development. There's just so much more time that you have available to you than if it's just in a two hour movie, you know? Yeah. That's the only thing. And, um, I do, yeah, I, I hope he, he comes back. It's, is looking like they're going to set up, you know, a little man thing. No, that's not really right Well, what I was thinking actually is that they're going to set up like a, um, a thing where it's just. Jack Russell and Man thing like a team up where the, all they do is just go save other monsters. That'd be cool, like a little roundup, you know. I think it is um, a cool concept, but yeah, like I said, I just I wish I wish we actually got monsters. We didn't even talk about one of the coolest parts about the movie: the color transition. The part where I hated that you At hated. The end, that? I hated that. It was a cool effect, but I hated that. Oh, I loved that. I wish they just left it black and white the whole time. And then I like how they wrote the end in like, yeah, um, old old fashioned like scrawl. I thought it was, I, I, when when Man Thing touched his back, you know, like to support him and stuff. I thought he was gonna do, like light up that fire, fighting. and that's how it ends. And he's just Man Thing just gets all set. <laughs> yeah, I, I I hated that. I like how lovable he was. That's what I like. I like how he's just a lovable giant. Yeah, and I think. I would feel differently. I'd be okay with that. It's just that, um, like I said, I was just hoping that there were actual monsters. And like I said before, I'd be cool with the whole thing that Man-Thing isn't, you know, necessarily a bad guy if they just had him be more monstrous. Or if there was a separate monster in the movie that was just a monster. Yeah. My my only issue is that there is no monster. Oh, another part. When she cuts off that one guy's arm. And there's just blood spewing everywhere. Oh, yeah. Right before she shoots that guy through the brain. Yeah. That was wild. Yeah. And then Swamp Thing comes out and and lights the bearded dude on fire. Did I say Swamp Thing? Did I say Swamp Thing? You said Swamp Thing, Thing. yeah. Man, Thing, Which is uh, DC. (laughs) Can we just talk about how Swamp Thing and Man Thing are like the most, the most identical uh, in like Marvel and DC terms, you know? They are. I mean, they look so similar. Yeah, the, only, the the next closest one is probably Dr. Fane, Dr. Strange, but yeah. Swamp, I, Swamp Thing, Man Thing I mean, it's the sa- almost the same name I mean, Thing at the end and then they look exactly alike Yeah Well, yeah, but I mean like Except I think Swamp Thing's a villain Pretty sure I have no idea, man. Well, I think Swamp Thing was originally a villain. Actually, now that I say that, I think Swamp Thing was originally a villain. And then there was this one run by a famous author who I can't think of now, (laughs) who like redid everything for him. Like it was a complete reset and um, they made him more of like the tortured soul thing. Like he's not necessarily a bad guy. I mean, he's not a good guy, but they just sort of they they revamped him so he's not really a super villain. I say uh I say all in all it was really really good. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and like I, I you know, even my misgivings I still gave it like a an average of an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Um just with those few changes it would have been 9. Like this would have been for sure my favorite thing in Phase 4. I think part of that though is just because my expectations coming in. Yeah. Like I was hoping for like a like a scary monster, and the scary monster turned out in fact to be a lovable little friend. Yeah, hello friend. Which is just, I mean, that's my fault for coming in with expectations. But I I thought it was funny when he starts sniffing her as a human. He's like, I remember your scent, and he just starts like sniffing. That her. scene, I didn't think that was funny at all. Oh, I I that whole scene, I was like, this is intense. Yeah, like I was, I was like. For that whole thing, I was enraptured in the moment. Well, it it is nice how like they captured the classic. I'm good now, but I'm worried what I'll do when I turn into the beast. Right. Yeah, I agree. That was fun, but that um, that whole scene where they're in the cage together, I was like so immersed. And then when he like the moment where he realizes he's like, Oh my God, I'm going to kill this lady. I got to do whatever I can to not. And he's like, let me smell you. Look, make sure you don't break eye contact with me. Those moments were because I was so immersed. I couldn't yeah. laugh at that. I was like deep in the show. I like, I like the part where he gave a hint of his origin story. It's just, we don't know exactly what happened. It's where she goes, where she goes, has this ever worked before? And he goes, and he like stops and he's like one time. Yeah. And then he, you know, and then yeah. I feel like that's a, Big part in his origin. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think that would that would be the origin. It would be like his wife or girlfriend or his mom, maybe somebody who's like super important to him. I like the tribal painting on his face, or like the little dots around his face. Yeah, that stuff. was cool. Yeah, you know, when they say, I just when the lady is walking around all of the hunters and she's totaling everybody's kills and stuff, and he and then she's like a hundred, and then uh, she, but she only says a hundred people dead. Or something like that. She doesn't say monsters or anything. You know? Like, she made it sound... Well, like, I don't think she said that for anybody. I think she... For everybody else, I think she said, like, 57 kills. But for him, she said something different than she did anybody else. You know? So, I feel like, I think for him, she just said over 100. I could be wrong, but... It's just... Yeah, because I feel like she said something. But she wouldn't know about that. Yeah. She She would have no way of knowing, because... Because the, the reason that he has 100 is because he doesn't actually kill them. He sets them free. He helps them, right? Okay. He saves them from death, from whatever they're doing. That's why he has so many, because he tells everybody he kills them. So if she knew that he hadn't killed them, one, there's no way he would have been at the hunt, period. Well, yeah. She would never have let him get the bloodstone, because he doesn't do what the whole point of a monster hunter is and hunt monsters. Apart from that, I think she would assume... She wouldn't have been surprised when he was trying to help Man Thing out, yeah, you know what I mean. And then also, I don't think she she would have had like a little bit more of a sense that he was actually a werewolf. You know what I mean? Oh, when the, she slits that the that guy's throat and then slits the lady's throat, uh, in towards the end fight scene where he's just on the floor and the knife is and the knife is in the floor. And oh he just yeah, cuts his throat. And Elsa, then, we're talking about Elsa, yeah. not the main girl, not the old lady. No. And then when Elsa cuts that one hunter's throat that's wearing that white just we see it too like i just they really did not slow down on violence yes yeah, well it's a horror movie i i know it's just marvel and it's mcu so i just didn't really think they'd go that hard that hard with it and i loved it oh that's right The guy who played the man thing he's the guy who did the wookie for book of boba fett really black chrysanthemum or however you pronounce it The either the wookie bounty hunter yeah yeah, he did the voice for that. I didn't know that. That was cool. They have a couple comics about that Wookie. Come yeah, on. I um, from my dad, I'd heard that he was big in um, those Doctor Afra comics, which I also never heard about, but I guess were really popular. Good movie. I loved it. And yeah, incredible movie. Despite my you know few things, I still think it was great. I uh, I'm I am excited to see what they do next. Um, in this sort of more monstrous side. I I hope. Michael Giacchino directs more things. Yeah, I hope he does more work, and I don't just mean like MCU stuff. I mean he does. More, I hope he does more movies in general because that was incredible. It was good. It was yeah. It was really really good. I loved that, and yeah, he's just just surprisingly good. I was I was a little bit worried. I'm not gonna lie, because he I knew he'd never directed anything, and all I knew he did was the score to Batman. But I guess he also did the score to Dar- Doctor Strange um the first one the first one but regardless I um I was nervous but I was way impressed (laughs) yeah it was good it It was incredible it was really good yeah so I think that probably about um wraps us up we we covered everything I think (laughs) yeah I I mean actually I just thought about this you know who else would have been a a good character to to have a cameo in in this movie like maybe the post credit scene who Jon Snow. Oh, yeah. The Black Knight. Because he is a Midnight Sun, ain't he? I have no idea, but... Is. Okay, I trust you. But <laughs> his family's Monster Hunters, and in their, their little, like, exposition thing where they're talking about the Bloodstone, there's a little drawing of a man with a knight, and he's got a sword, and the sword is black. Yeah. The blade is black, like the I Ebony that. Blade. That was cool. And, I mean, they also uh, had, you know, the post-credit scene for Eternals was Blade... Marshall Ali Blade talking to Dane yeah. before he, you know, gives his soul over to the ebony blade. So I had thought maybe that would be a good way to introduce him into the world of monster hunting. That was such a cool postcard scene, I will admit. I did yeah, like I him. like that. That's one of the reasons I hate Eternal so much is because I wanted more of him. I wanted more of the Black Knight. His suit in the in the comics is so cool. Yeah. The new run, not the old one. I didn't even the know run, there was a new run. The new like runs of of his suit look so cool. I'll be sure to look for some cuz I'm super interested in that character. It's a, a an interesting concept for sure. Yeah. So. But yeah, I thought that that's another option for a post-credit scene. Yeah. Final thoughts. Shade. Um apart from Blade, who or rather, I guess the better way to ask that is what supernatural character are you most excited to see next? Blade. I said not Blade. Oh, uh, shoot. Ghost Rider, definitely. Yeah. I, I don't know. I really like the concept of Ghost Rider. I agree. I actually... Um, I'm thinking Ghost Rider too, but not necessarily... You said you like the concept. I don't... I've never liked Ghost Rider, but as, as we've talked about before, I think part of that is because that movie's so bad. And so I think if he's given a good showcase, then that'll change my perspective of him. And so that's why I want to see him next is because I want to see a new take and hopefully it'll be a good take. I definitely want to read a co- I, I've never read a uh, ghostwriter comic. So yeah, I like Johnny blaze's ghostwriter though more than Robbie Reyes. Yeah. I like how he's a biker, you know? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I like the bike more and like i said i don't know anything about either character so i can't really be like ah oh, i like Robbie ray's personality or whatever you know i i do like the fact that it's a bike i think it's cooler that way mm, cool cooler there well uh i saw i was i looked up ghost rider on pinterest and i guess there there was a comic where it, it ex, like a new comic of ghost rider where it explains the history of the ghost rider you know and there's a native american on a horse and he's the ghost rider I just thought that was cool that even horses, I mean, which was in the movie. Yeah. But, well, I mean, it makes sense. You know, what would people otherwise, how are you going to ride something? What are you going to ride? A wagon pulled by what? (laughs) A man. I don't, (laughs) (laughs) you're, I mean, it makes sense. You'd have to ride horses. Yeah. I mean, they could, you know, you could, a lot of things can pull a wagon. Well, yeah, but what traditionally pulls wagons? Either horses or donkeys, okay? And I don't think they're going to have, like, a ghost rider on a donkey. You know what I mean? (laughs) I just thought about a donkey being the ghost (laughs) 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 Can you imagine if Shrek is the ghost rider? It's like, donkey. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of my belly. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Oh, what does he say? (laughs) Get out of my swamp! No, no, what is a fat Uh, bastard? Get in my belly! (laughs) Every time! I eat a baby! (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, Dr. Evil, I got a new deal for you. You keep your mojo and your money, but I get your baby. dude I love it it's so good like it's such a good impression you know what is another underrated scene from Austin Powers is when they're doing the um the kung fu fight and he's like I hope my cable fighting crew is ready and it's like so bad he's like hey diaper lady here's my new diaper and he just throws it in there oh man Those movies are so good. (laughs) I forgot about those. Dude. Oh, man. (laughs) I like like how in the second movie, we watch the whole first movie and we we think the lady is a whole love interest. Go through the whole first movie, She's and then the first scene in the second movie, she's a robot. (laughs) It's just so funny. The funniest part, though, is that Austin Powers is like talking to Basil Exposition. Afterwards, he's like, Basil, she was a (laughs) robot, and he was like, "Huh? Yes." (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) it's so good. Mole, (laughs) mole, mole. Oh, dude, I love Austin Powers. Oh man, those are so good. Those are classics. I think you know. um, Mike Myers said he likes Goldmember the most out of all of them. Goldmember was the funniest, in my opinion. I thought the spy who shagged me was funnier. <laughs> Shagadelic baby. That's such a good quote. You don't know, you almost my favorite Mike Myers of all time, movie of all time. Shrek. No. Uh, so I married an axe murderer. Never heard of it. What? It's Never so it. good. Oh uh, man. Dude is so good. Okay. Do you want me to explain it? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll talk. I'm sure you'll go on a 40-minute explanation later about why it's so good and then in uh, response, I'll go. Okay, because <laughs> that's <laughs> what normally happens. Um, but yes, I think that will end us this time. Yeah. So this was fun. This, this is the first like review thing we've done for the pod. Yeah. Um. Next week, hopefully, we we'll we will be back to the your standard news show. I think we were we're gonna we're gonna oh cut it. Yeah. I forgot oh. to do all the the spiel. Like. Follow, subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, uh, share, uh, and Um, um, do the thing. um, If you leave a review, in the review, don't actually tell us what you thought about the podcast. What I want you to do rather is uh, tell us what you think the best Christmas movie of all time is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, leave a review about what favorite Wait, what christmas movie is top tier we all know the answer uh, die hard yes uh, of christmas course vacation. It's, it's die hard uh, <laughs> it is die hard it is the greatest christmas movie ever created uh, bar none and so with that it, i think wait. we're gonna um end it there um i appreciate uh again we thank you all for listening and uh we will catch you next time yes. it's better than any other christmas movie no it's ever, not What's not there, yes it what is what do you mean how is it not Because it can't be like the best Christmas movie ever if it's been a whole debate for years, if it even is a Christmas movie or not. It is a Christmas movie though. There's been a whole debate. Okay, you know what else? There's also been a debate about whether the earth is flat.